0: Herbal Essences is on a mission to bring the positive power of plants to keep hair beautiful and healthy with products you'll love using. These products are not only free from sulfates, parabens and dyes and certified PETA cruelty free, but they are also full of naturally derived ingredients for healthier moisturized hair. We all know that winter can leave our hair feeling super dry. Herbal Essences' potent aloe and hemp shampoo and conditioner and argan oil and aloe hair mist work together to hydrate and moisturize hair for fantastic frizz control. Not to mention herbal essences sustainably harvest potent aloe is uniquely certified by the plant experts at the royal botanic gardens and it provides extra moisture for your hair look for the herbal essences potent aloe collections green bottles at food and drug stores or mass retailers near you or you can visit herbalessences.com to learn more hi i'm alex l and i write books for a living. with every ounce of me. (laughs) Join us as we journey through sharing together. So I am getting closer and closer to having this baby, which means I am at home on my couch taking a nap instead of being in the studio but of course we couldn't leave you guys high and dry without something to listen to so to make things a little easier for you guys we have collected your favorite episodes of all time this episode is featuring my dear friend kenya her story and her voice is incredible her journey through ttc has been relatable and moving to me. It's just wonderful that she's willing to share so much of her journey after overcoming pregnancy loss. This is Kenya's story. Hey girl. Hey girl. It's so nice to have you on the show Kenya. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm honored to have you. I am quite familiar with your journey from what you've shared on Instagram, and it's just wonderful to be able to chat with a woman who has gone through what I've gone through and what so many other women have gone through. So we're going to jump right in. If you could, for those listeners who may not be familiar with you, just give us a little background on who you are, what you do, and why you are deciding to be so open about sharing your story to pregnancy, your journey to pregnancy, rather.
1: Sure. Um,
0: Let's say I'm
1: a blogger and I started off as an Insta blogger um, (laughs) and then kind of made my way into real life blogging and developed my own website to share my story there and, you know, more than the characters that right. are allowed on Instagram and so now I am just blogging and sharing my life and I've decided to share my pregnancy journey my TTC journey
0: mm-hmm.
1: and as you mentioned I share my miscarriage journey just because I I know that there are so many women who are experiencing this journey and who are not talking about it yeah and some, are not talking about it by choice, yeah. Um, and a lot of them are not talking about it because they don't have the words yet. And so I'm hoping that by talking about it, I inspire other women to talk about it, and then slowly it becomes a conversation that's not taboo, yeah, and and not easy to have because I don't think it will ever be easy to have, but maybe not so uncomfortable. Hopefully that women will say hey she's talking about it and i want to talk about it and i don't know how to go about that but maybe i could start here
0: yeah yeah absolutely that's that's wonderful that's a that's really moving for me specifically because you were one of the first women on social media that i encountered who was public about having a miscarriage and just about your TTC journey. And this was before Ryan and I started trying for a baby. And when we did try and it took a long time and then we, um, (laughs) and then we got pregnant naturally, but ended up having an early miscarriage. It was so, it was really bizarre and, me being a writer, you know, of course, my first thing is to want to write about it. But it, I almost felt like I was voiceless in that moment. And you were one of the women who helped me kind of find my voice talking about that experience. So can you give us a little bit of background on your TTC journey? And how long you and your husband have been trying and congratulations on your rainbow baby. (laughs) You guys are so cute. You you know, any, any insight that you want to share about your journey, you know, on the show would be much appreciated because I know people are used to reading your words, but hearing your voice might have a different effect. So yeah. So how did it all start for you guys?
1: Well, after my first miscarriage, I didn't talk about it really with almost anyone maybe like my best friend here and there. Mm -hmm. I really did not talk about it for almost a year. When I had met my now husband, I had just, it was almost wrapping a, a year after my first miscarriage. I was wanting to write about it, like you said, but could not find the words. And he was like, you know, don't push it. One day it will just surface. And he's right, it did, it just surfaced. And I think from there, talking about it launched me into healing. Yeah. I definitely don't think I was healing before I was talking about it. I think I was just surviving. So then I really feel like I began to heal. I moved to be here with him and we experienced a, another miscarriage. So it would be like two years after that first miscarriage, um, we experienced another miscarriage and I talked about it right away.
0: Yeah, I remember like, that.
1: Yeah, like the it was days almost afterwards. I said, would you capture this moment for me? And he took a picture of me and I began writing about it just as candidly as possible. And I noticed that I healed not quicker, but more efficiently, maybe. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. Not the
1: exact word, but I felt better as I would talk about it. And even if people, you know, weren't going to receive it well or engage in any type of reciprocation with me. It was right. really for me. Right. And just putting it out there and almost in protest that yeah. I would not grieve in silence.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: <laughs> that I would not like hold my tongue so other people could be comfortable about it. Yeah. And I do think that helped my healing process become much quicker after the second miscarriage. So then when we did decide to actually try that was like another two years later Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. on the timeline it's kind of hard because as you know your mind just blurs together (laughs) yes your mind distorts time and I truly think that's to protect your heart absolutely to to let you breathe Mm -hmm. to so that you can't so you can't lay in bed every night and relive every moment it's a big blur and I Mm -hmm. think that's with grief in general so I think another two years later when we We're like, sat down. We're like, yes, we're going to do this. I honestly thought that we would get pregnant on like the first try. I don't know why I thought that. (laughs) But I definitely thought, okay, now I'm ready. We're educated Mm -hmm. and we have been through a lot. So Mm -hmm. we know so much more. This should happen for us right away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's how I felt. Like it's going to be a one and done. (laughs) (laughs) And it was not.
1: Right. And almost arrogantly, I think I sh- it should have happened immediately because I felt as though I had paid my dues.
0: Absolutely. Um, oh, my God. And gosh. I
1: was, I was owed this pregnancy and I was owed an easy pregnancy mm-hmm. and an easy TTC journey. I was owed this by the universe. <laughs> right. Like, give <laughs> it <so> to me. <laughs> give it to me. And so when I didn't get it, the first month, I think, was the hardest. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so wait, <laughs> I'm going to have to try again. <laughs> again. And so we were TTCing for, I want to say, four or five months. And that is not a long time in the TTC world. That's not even enough time for a doctor to say, right. you have issues of infertility and let's check this out. That's normal just keep trying. Yeah. (laughs) So I really acknowledge that when people ask me about my TTC process, I don't want to embellish or make people think that we were trying forever because we weren't. And I know that we were extremely lucky in getting pregnant. Other people wait years and years Mm -hmm. to get pregnant in their Mm -hmm. TTC process. And so I'm just kind of sensitive to being, making sure I'm really honest about that and transparent that we did get pregnant like four or five months in. Right. But that four or five months was was long. Yeah. And trying and a lot of building yourself up quickly cuz I've I've talked about this before like you have almost 28 days to experience the cycle of
0: grief mm-hmm. and then <laughs> and you got to get with it.
1: Yeah, and then you have to jump right back in the saddle and try to maintain positive vibes mm-hmm. because I mean, I know we're very similar in that we believe that energy is... All things. (laughs) uh, Everything. (laughs) All things. And so if my energy is still sad and depressed and processing grief from the last cycle, I have doubts around my body being able to conceive. Right. So I'm trying to be positive and I'm trying to look towards the future and that's very hard to rally mm-hmm. um, in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And so I think most of the work during my TTC period was fighting the fear, like, am I never going to get pregnant? Is this never going to happen for me? How much longer do I have to wait? Right. Versus you can do this. Like, this is meant for you. Mm-hmm. Manifest it. Mm-hmm. See it. Believe it. Speak it into existence. Absolutely. And I think my months just... Uh, teetered back and forth between managing those emotions.
0: I remember you posting, maybe it was a couple, maybe it was, I don't know, time, like you said, maybe it was a year ago, a couple of years ago, but if that you and your husband weren't sure if you even wanted kids anymore. Do you, can you talk (laughs) a a little bit about that? Yeah, it was like, I would love, because I think that a lot of people go through those emotions because it gets so hard after mm-hmm. after loss it gets so hard after negative pregnancy test after after negative pregnancy test it just it's hard and people who are not in this TTC journey. Um, and I literally just got in it two years ago because <laughs> with my daughter, I was, it was easy. It was easy peasy. Right. And <laughs> when you're not planning, when it. I'm not planning, <laughs> when I had no business, happen- I was 18, you know, so it was right. just like, it was very different. Right. And then I, mm-hmm. I meet the man of my dreams and we fall in love and everything is literally aligned. Like I literally wrote out my life. I did a lot of affirmations. I did a lot of energy work. I did a lot of meditation. I just did a lot of things that could uplift my life in the best way possible. So when I found my partner, I was like, this is divine. Like <laughs> All of this is just supposed to happen. Yes. And when we started trying to get pregnant and we weren't, it was so bizarre to me because it was so easy the the first time. And mm. I almost felt like, like, why do I have to work so hard for this? Like, everything else has come so easy. And then I meet my husband after doing a lot of work because I put in a lot of the work, right? And then I just right. feel like, just like you said, I feel like I deserve this. I feel like we deserve this. And it just wasn't happening. So come to find out, we were ha- we were experiencing mild male factor infertility. So whatever that, you know, those terminologies are just mm-hmm. so vague And then we had to tackle that. Right. So it was two years of that um, and a miscarriage later. And it was just like, what is going on? Like, why are we going through this? So when I read that post from you saying we don't even know if we want kids, I was at that same point. Like, I'm good with Charlie. Ryan's good with Charlie. Maybe we should just like count our blessing and, and keep travel and the world it. and forget right. it all. Right, right. And <laughs> yes. it'd just be the three of us. So, yes. you know, I've had that feeling and I know a lot of women have, and I just wanted to get your insight on, on feeling that way and then changing your mind. Yeah.
1: After my first miscarriage, I wanted children immediately. I remember vividly like, no, I will heal my body and my heart and we, I will try again. Mm-hmm. And I like immersed myself in my friends' children's lives. I I was at their houses like every night. I was attending recitals. I was literally, they were healing me. Wow. Um, their children were. Mm-hmm. And after my second miscarriage, I wanted nothing to do <laughs> with their children oh. um, or anybody's children. Anybody's
0: children. No, and I get that, yeah,
1: yeah. And I, sh- I didn't go to birthday parties and I didn't go to showers. And I really shied away from that because it hurt mm-hmm. so bad. Yeah. And then also, I was like, maybe this just isn't for me. And so, the quicker I accept that, the better quality of life I will have. Mm. And so, um, I think and I used to have that conversation with myself a lot of times like is this fear or is this real and it's really confusing mm-hmm. when you're navigating grief whether your feelings are real or if your feelings are manifestations of loss and fear and doubt
0: Absolutely. and
1: so I struggled with not wanting to have kids for almost two years after my second miscarriage I got the IUD to make sure that it did not happen
0: Because the thought
1: of getting pregnant terrified me to no end. Like, it was not an option. Mm. I remember getting the IUD was very traumatic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The insert Mm -hmm. was very traumatic. And my doctor was like, maybe we should not do this. And I was like, no, put it in.
0: (laughs) We're doing it.
1: (laughs) doing it. Because this amount of pain will alleviate an amount of pain that I am not prepared or capable of handling Mm. or dealing with if we were to get pregnant. And then we took the IUD out after a year because of health complications, but I still was not having it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) still was not open. And my husband was really wanting kids, but not pushing, Mm -hmm. which is great. He's Mm -hmm. a great support system. And so he kind of was just like the ball is in your court. And I remember one day, looking through pictures of my wedding and we had got married in Italy in this really small town called Cortona. And I remember saying to myself, I really want my daughter to see this place. And it was Mm -hmm. the first time that I had a genuine, like unprovoked thought about kids. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm open to having kids. Mm -hmm. And I, I just let myself like marinate on that a little bit. And then I would Things or or just moments would happen, and I would be like, okay, maybe I do want a child. It was really that moment of wanting to show my daughter. And at that time, I tell him that's like the moment I manifested her again. Yeah.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> um, she is on the way.
1: She is on the way. Um, and so I really think that was the moment. And once I continued to say it out loud, (laughs) that I wanted this life for a child of mine, the more comfortable I became with it and the less afraid of it I became. And so in the end, I do think that there was part of me that would be okay with not having children. I would be okay. My husband and I have a amazing life and I could see so many beautiful things for us, like I mentioned, travel, and we have tons of kids surrounded, surrounding us, so we would still have children in our life, and so I could totally see myself being okay with that, but I also didn't want to not have kids out of fear. Mm-hmm. I really try not to make decisions out of fear. So I really didn't want to say, I don't want to have kids, because I was afraid that we would get pregnant and we would miscarry again, yeah. or we would get pregnant and this world is crazy and something could happen to the child. Mm-hmm. It really was not wanting to make decisions out of fear. And so I just came to a point where, where I don't think I was totally over the fear, but I was not ready to succumb to it. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, let's do this. We can totally try again. And
0: whatever happens, happens. That's oh, that's so wonderful. Um, I can. Re- <laughs> but it took
1: a long time to get there. Yeah, like
0: it, and that's the thing. Like timing is yeah everything. And you know, I I'm pregnant now, and the world mm-hmm. knows. So yay. Um, <laughs> I've really appreciated you. You know, we've never met in person, but I feel like I know you personally. And likewise, and, and you checking on me and you know telling me to reward myself for different milestones like the 6 week ultrasound okay the 8 week ultrasound how are you treating yourself because i was i was scared and i still take things day by day i and i really feel like as real as i know that this pregnancy is and as much as i am trying to enjoy every single bit of it it's after you have a after you suffer a loss Mm -hmm. things just feel different and after you after you're going through this TTC journey things feel different like I was never this mindful prior to me trying with my husband of how much of a miracle and magic it takes to create a human being like it was so easy for my daughter and I wasn't trying and I had no business. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. you know, and it was I just totally like, get it. what it's I literally feel like a fertility specialist after all the stuff we've been through, all the tests, all the everything that we've been through. And it really does make me feel so grateful and humbled every day that I wake up and I'm I'm s- still pregnant and I'm still, yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. on the path to growing our family and expanding our family and making Charlie a big sister and Ryan's first you know child his first biological child it's so many different feels and emotions and I'm just trying to take it all in Herbal Essences believes in plant-based beauty. Their potent aloe collections are sulfate-free and paraben-free and instead infused with real botanicals with the indulgent scents you know and love. They're on a mission to bring the positive power of plants to keep hair beautiful and healthy with products you'll love using. We all know that winter can leave our curls feeling super dry. Herbal Essences' potent aloe and mango shampoo, conditioner, and curl cream work together to hydrate for moisturized, defined, and long-lasting curls. Herbal Essences Sustainably Harvest Potent Aloe is uniquely certified by the plant experts at the Royal Botanic Gardens Q, and it provides extra moisture for your hair. These products are not only free from sulfates, parabens, and dyes, and certified PETA cruelty-free, but they are also full of naturally derived ingredients for healthier, moisturized hair. Sound intriguing? Look for the Herbal Essences Potent Aloe Collections Green Bottle at food, drugstores, or mass retailers near you, or you can visit herbalessences.com to learn more. When you guys first found out you were pregnant with your with your daughter, how did you process that, and how did you not operate in fear? Because it's it's scary to not know. You know what I mean. And uh-huh. it's just really it's just really tricky. So I would love to hear your thoughts on becoming pregnant and not miscarrying and enjoying every moment that you can before she gets here and, and, and while she's in you. You know what I mean? Like, how has yeah. that been for you?
1: So when I first found out that I was pregnant, I was, since I was TTC, mm-hmm. I was peeing on a stick every
0: day. Girl. You know? so <laughs> yeah. So it
1: wasn't like one day I'm like, oh, I'm five days late. No, no, no. No, it no, no. It was like, five days before my period yep. and I'm peeing on a stick every day. And I'm like, come on, come on, come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> so when, um, I actually like saw the stick turn, I was almost like confused <laughs> because yes. it had been negative so many times. right? And I was like, Oh my God, this is real. Right. And so like, I had a moment like to, with myself, just celebrating like, okay, this is going to, this is happening Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's real now. And it was very exciting. And as soon as that excitement set in, the fear was like, it's best friend, Like right there, like, Hey, like, (laughs) yes, exactly. Like this could end tomorrow. Mm, mm. And so then I had to make a decision. It was uh, like a couple, it was like two, I want to say two or three days before Christmas. I had to like decide when to tell my husband And I wanted it to be, so the, I always like break it up into two different worlds. (laughs) Women who have never miscarried, they don't have these fears. And so they get to do things that women who have not miscarried get to do. For example, they get to plan really exciting, we're pregnant moments, right? Yeah. Okay. So women who have miscarried don't usually get that luxury because Mm -hmm. like I said, it could be over tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, And we know this because we've experienced it firsthand. Mm -hmm. So you're like, I have to tell, do I tell this person now or am I waiting? There's a lot of questions that you're asking yourself how to go about this in the best way. And whereas a woman who has never miscarried isn't thinking about the moment could slip away. Mm-hmm. She's just thinking about how to celebrate celebrate and preserve this moment. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to live in her shoes. Mm. I selfishly wanted to be in her shoes. And I did not want to be in the miscarried woman's shoes, thinking about this could disappear tomorrow. And if I tell him, and we both go through this, it could, it could be more devastating maybe for him than me because mm-hmm. – it happens in our body. And so I think we process in different ways than yeah. men do. Yeah, absolutely. And he had lost his first child with our last miscarriage. And just watching that happen for him was so hard. Oh, my and goodness. so I really didn't want to put him through it again Yeah. if I didn't have to. And so these are all things that women who have miscarried think about. Absolutely. And so I was like, I'm not going to be her. Right. I don't want to be her right now. Yeah. And so I'm going to do what a woman who has not miscarried done. And I'm going to plan for celebration and I'm going to plan to preserve this moment. So no matter what happens, we get this moment of excitement. We get this moment of celebration. And so I planned to like tell him on Christmas day through a gift and I wanted the tears and I wanted the excitement. I wanted (laughs) it all. I deserved it. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) so I moved forward with that plan and so that's how I told him. And as soon as I told him, again, the miscarried woman's fears set in, like, so now he knows. And now we both know. And we've had this moment of excitement. But how long do we get to live in it? Yeah. And honestly, the whole first trimester and a half was like that. Yeah. Taking every single day and battling the fears of a mis- a woman who is miscarried Yeah. and in- fighting for the joy that a woman who is not miscarried naturally gets. And it was every day, every day I would wake up and be scared yeah. immediately mm-hmm. that perhaps my symptoms slipped away in the night and so did the pregnancy. And I was still taking pregnancy tests like probably until like eight weeks. Girl, like, every day. <laughs> Me <laughs> like,
0: too. Am Me I still too. pregnant? Okay, <laughs> right. I am right.
1: Right. right. And yeah. my husband's like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And would be reassuring me. And still that wasn't enough. And so every day that I didn't have symptoms, I cried. And he would be like, you need to uh, embrace this reprieve and enjoy the moment that you're not feeling like awful. Like <laughs> crap,
0: right? <laughs> and, right. <laughs>
1: and I would be like, no, I want to feel like crap because then I know the baby's there and I know the baby's growing and it's a sign of life. And so I gladly take it on. Yeah. And so, like I was telling you, I was just celebrating every little thing I could. I was taking every fear I had and was trying to counter it with a celebration, mm-hmm. with a moment of joy, with a memory, because you just don't know how long you're gonna get to be pregnant. And with my last pregnancies. I didn't really like live in the moment and mm-hmm. I didn't really celebrate and I wasn't mindful. Like you said, mm-hmm. it was like all happening very fast and I just wasn't, I just wasn't living in the moment enough. And I really wanted to be in the moment with this pregnancy so that if something happened to her, I would look back and say, I still had all this. Yeah, I still had all these moments. Yeah, and so wonderful. like you said, I was celebrating at six weeks you know, we still got her Mm -hmm. or, you know, at the time we didn't know it was her, like we're still pregnant. And I would do something at six weeks, even if it was like eat a like lavish meal, Mm -hmm. like something small. Like I told you, I bought bras one week. Yeah. Um,
0: I actually went and did the same thing when you were like, go get something nice. So me and Ryan went to Soma and got new panties and new bras for those swollen, swollen (laughs) boobies. And it was good. And I needed that from you because I was terrified.
1: Yeah, every day you are waking up and saying, "This could be the last day that I could be pregnant." It's very real, and but I'm going to be positive in that it's, in in the hopes that it's not, and I'm going to live in the moment that it's not, because it's not healthy to live in the moment that it is for you physically or mentally. You know, it affects. I truly believe it would affect my pregnancy had I wallowed in that fear instead of choosing to fight it (laughs) with joy. And I did that until probably the middle of the second trimester. And then I felt like a, like a breath, like, and I started to like be excited and get really wrapped up in, you know, dressing the bump and things like that. And uh, now that I'm in the third trimester, the fear has definitely returned mm. <laughs> and I'm living in every day. Do we get to keep her? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and <Okay>. it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, but um, I mean, every day there's a physical reminder. Now there's a huge bump. Yeah. <laughs> it's a physical reminder that she's here and um, we're just pushing to that finish line. But every day, um, every day is a fight And it's a fight that you just have to make. You have to rally. I keep saying that, but you must rally for yourself, (laughs) for your family, for your child. Mm -hmm. You must rally. You have to fight the fear. And you have to acknowledge that it's most likely not going to go away. (laughs) And so you just choose to face it. And you find a way to face it. And for me, rewarding myself (laughs) has been a way for me to face it. Acknowledging that there are two types of pregnancy experiences. Like I said, the woman who has never experienced lost and she gets to and not to say that she does she doesn't ever live in fear. I'm not saying that. Right, um, no. Her, right, right. Her 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 fears are just different. So but I do think that women who have never lost get to experience a type of joy yeah. that women who have lost don't really get to experience. And every day I'm fighting for that joy. Yeah.
0: It's mine. I deserve it. <laughs> I want it. I'm going I'm gonna to take keep it. it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, you are speaking. I feel like it's so funny because people are always like, Alex, you're saying exactly what I'm, I want to say. And I'm just like, Kenya saying everything that I want to <laughs> say have been saying just, and I've been saying to myself and to my husband and it's a it's a it's it's so interesting this journey. And when when we talked uh, maybe a week ago or so, and you were like, "Have you gotten a doppler?" And I was like, "No, I'm not getting one. so I'm gonna drive myself crazy." And I got one like the next day. I was like, "Hmm, I want to get one." And I've been listening to baby's heartbeat, and that's my that's our re- re- reward as a family too. Like enjoying those little moments, and Charlie hearing yeah. her siblings' heartbeat, and it's just just trying to look at things in a way that is rooted in resilience and not and not fear and yes. while we have our moments of fear not letting that overcome our joy like this pregnancy is teaching me so much and just this journey has taught me so much it's unreal it's like wow this is this is how pregnancy is for women who have experience loss like this is just how it is for us and a lot of people won't understand but the ones who do understand it is such a relief and a sense of community too to know that You're not the only one who's driving yourself crazy or crazy, (laughs) or who's you know, nervous or what have you. So, with that being said, I want to ask you a couple more questions before we wrap up. The first being, what made you share on social media so early? And I knew I was going to be right behind you, like, girl, yes, Kenya did it. I'm gonna do it. If she can do it, I'm gonna do it. What made you share so early?
1: I think that when I share, no matter what I'm sharing. It makes things very real yeah. for me. It's almost like when I share, it's almost like undressing. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> it sounds yeah. crazy. No, but, I feel um, you. It's almost like undressing, and it feels good mm-hmm. to be naked and to be seen for just what is. Yeah. And it feels good to share to me personally, yeah. whether it's good or bad. hmm I just feel so much better after sharing. And a part of that comes from when I share, you know, we've talked about this, social media is a weird place (laughs) and there's always going to be a little bit of negativity there. But for the most part, like you mentioned, the community is amazing. And so when I shared, I knew that when I shared, the overwhelming response would be, an abundance of love. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that that amount of love on my side could not be a bad thing. Yeah. That, like, that amount of people rooting for me and my family and cheering for us mm-hmm. and thinking of us, whether intentionally or unintentionally, throughout the day, putting our family out into the universe. Mm-hmm that that could not be a bad thing for us. We could not have too much love in this moment. Absolutely. And so I wanted to share for that reason. I selfishly wanted the love and support from the universe that moving forward, like this baby was coming into the world, like just so supported, Mm -hmm. you know? And also I wanted women to know that... (laughs) And I didn't want to say this to scare women, but anything can happen in pregnancy. I mean, I know that there's a lot of talk about miscarriage in the first 12 weeks, and that's why we don't talk about our pregnancies the first 12 weeks, you know.
0: Right.
1: But then what happens to those women who are not talking about their pregnancy in the first 12 weeks and they do lose? Is that pain in any way reduced? Mm. I don't think so. Right. I don't think it is. It's not. So I really wanted to talk about it because I wanted women to know that anything can happen in pregnancy at any point. Yeah. You could be 21 weeks and something really awful happened. You could be 30 weeks and something awful happened. That's how fragile and what a miracle pregnancy is. Like yeah. you were saying, yeah. you know, yeah. anything could happen and it's why we should live in the moment and fight the fear. Yeah. So I wanted women to know that no matter when you spoke on your pregnancy, like the pain and the joy is not affected by your decision to speak on it. Yeah. So whether you announce your pregnancy very early in something great or something grave happens, the announcement itself has no bearing on that. Mm -hmm. And so, so if you do announce that you're pregnant before the, taboo 12 weeks right and something grave does happen you can always handle it however you want I think people's fears are now I have to go and tell all these people that something bad has happened and I don't want to face that I don't want to do that Mm -hmm. but the beautiful thing is you don't have to tell anybody anything you can do exactly what you want whenever you want this is your pregnancy and there are no rules yeah so you should do exactly what feels comfortable to you at every single moment you Mm -hmm. know and so if you want to share your joy and you want to have that moment and you want to say, hey, we're six weeks pregnant, then you should do that. Mm-hmm. And then if something happens later on, you can make a choice on how you want to handle that then. But also knowing that you have all those people that you already told sending love towards you. And like right. I said, I don't think there's any anyone can ever have too much love. Absolutely. So why we shouted it from the rooftop and I just (laughs) I really was like trying to be as transparent as possible yeah as well in the process like I had started something and women were waiting um Mm -hmm. not just waiting but they were almost like I didn't want to let the women who were in my shoes yeah down yeah and I didn't announce it for them I announced it for myself right right, also I didn't want to let them down. And I, I always want to be really transparent in what's going on and, and everything is not always roses. And, right. you know, so as soon as we found out we were expecting, and it was a very exciting. I also talked about, immediately talked about the fear that accompanies that. Yeah. Cause I just want to give a voice to this journey. And cause I know that there are so many women on it and it's changing them and it's breaking them and it's evolving them. And it's growing them in ways that they probably didn't even want to grow. Yeah. And I just want to be a voice in this journey that says, use your voice too, I guess.
0: Yeah. No, that's, that's real. It's, that's extremely moving as well, because I've, I struggled with when to say something, right? Like, I know <laughs> like this bump is it is poking second baby bumps poke a little sooner and it was poking and people were like, Hmm, like what's going on? Is that a burrito or is that a baby? So it was, I was just trying to find the way the not, not the, not even the right way to do it, but just the way to do it that honored me and my family. But also, as I mentioned on my, on my post honored the, the people who, who still are walking through this, haven't gotten pregnant yet. Haven't, held their rainbow babies yet. You know what I mean? Just just trying to be mindful and gentle because on social media, as great as a tool as it is, I've met some marvelous people. I've made some amazing connections. It can be very overwhelming, specifically when there's things in your life that are sad and scary and that you're easily triggered by. Social media is like the the queen of triggers and right. Your explore page knows all your triggers. (laughs) Exactly. And I just, I just wanted to make sure, and I still want to make sure that I'm being sensitive to those who are still on the journey to even trying even conceiving. Right. So I don't Mm -hmm. ever think our journey's over. And I was talking to a woman yesterday. She reached out to me and she was saying, you know, I know this is that this is sacred for you. And I know that you may be a little scared and that you're just ready to reach the end, but just enjoy every single moment until you do. And that's how I feel. I just I just wish it was the end. But I want to enjoy everything in the middle too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's so it's so tricky. It's complex. It's it is very complex. So who knew? Like it is you, so complex.
1: You want the reward before the potential for it to slip away, but yeah. you also want the experience of the journey. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it's hard to it's hard to have both it's when hard. you are in our position.
0: Exactly. So my last question is how do you maneuver around women who have had miscarriages and you're now in the position where you are close to holding your little one? Mm-hmm. I know that some women don't still don't like to talk about it. I reached out to a woman a few weeks ago and was congratulating her and sending love to her family. And I mentioned, you know, that we had both had miscarriages and now our rainbow baby is on the way. I mentioned this to you briefly. Yeah. Um, And she didn't respond. Like, she didn't say thank you. She didn't send a heart. She didn't say anything. And I kind of felt like I may have overstepped my boundaries by reminding her that she had a miscarriage. miscarriage. So I had to kind of check myself and be like, well, maybe she didn't want to be reminded that she lost a baby previous to this baby. And and of course, I didn't mean to insult her or trigger her, but as we're walking through this journey, how do you find the words when you're interacting with women who are either pregnant, have had losses, and haven't gotten pregnant yet? How have you found the words to interact with them?
1: So I think every situation probably is unique, you know, but I think that the most important thing is, and I touched a little bit on when we were talking about this, is that I stay true to myself right, and my journey. And, um, so, and we talked a little bit about this, which is why I was like, no, you, sh-. I was, you know, you should tell the world that you're pregnant I know, and, um, <laughs> because you know, you provide a, a light of hope and things like that. And so I think that for me, that is how I move forward. Yeah. That, I'm excited and I want to share my story and I don't want to hide my story and mm-hmm. I don't think I should have to hide my story. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I'm not going to, right. and so I know exactly what you're saying. Cause when I would see, I mean, my best friend got pregnant shortly after I miscarried mm-hmm. and I can only imagine how hard that was for her to tell me that she was pregnant, right. but you know what is even as even in my moments of weakness where I would question how is this happening for someone else and, and not me? me. Yeah. Cause
0: yeah.
1: we may, we have those questions yeah. and we have those dark thoughts, even if people don't want to acknowledge them, yeah. <laughs> I'm still over the moon for her. I'm yeah. still so happy for her. And then she provides a source of this could s- still happen for me. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm just mindful in not giving opinions or advice that are not asked for. I mean, if someone asks me, I'm going to be honest and give them, you know, my thoughts, but with not giving unsolicited advice or opinion to women who have miscarried, who are not on the same journey I am, we are all splitting paths, you know? And so I don't want to tell women, oh, you should try this or you should do this or this is what worked for me if they're not asking. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so I just try to be mindful of that. I try to be mindful of not saying things that are not guaranteed like, oh, it will happen for you. Right. right. I really try to stay away from things like that. Or Mm -hmm. a lot of people want to say. The timing, it's oh, all about timing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when the time is right, it will happen for you. And while I understand what people are saying when they say that, that is not something you want to hear right. as a woman who is miscarried, who is yet to concede. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, no, no, the time is right. <laughs> right.
0: The timing has been right. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, what exactly. So
1: I just try to be mindful and not selling false dreams. Yeah. Or encouraging false dreams, but giving things that were helpful to me. Like when I first miscarried and I ran into a friend who had miscarried and I didn't know she miscarried, Mm -hmm. she said something to me that I'll never forget. And she was like, One day you will be a new normal. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was like, couldn't understand it because I didn't think I'd ever be normal Mm -hmm. again, Mm -hmm. first of all. And I definitely didn't want to be new. I wanted my old life. I wanted the baby that I lost. And I wanted all those things that were no longer. And so I now tell women, you know, just stay open to whatever the world, whatever the universe is showing you at the time. You just never know what could happen and when. And so maybe your journey, you know, doesn't end with children. Maybe your journey ends with something else that is... Also beautiful. So just stay open to that and to know that one day you will be a new normal because you can't ever go back to being that woman that you were. You know way too much now right, right. about life. You've seen way too many things. You yeah. cannot go back to being her. Yeah. You will be a new normal. And so I just try to be mindful of their journey and the space in between our journeys that they're not the same. At all. And I think a lot of women wanting to say something kind or wanting to say the right thing, assume that all of our journeys are, are the same, same you mm-hmm. know, because we've ex- all experienced loss.
0: Right, right.
1: But they're just not. And so I just try to honor that all our losses are different. Yeah. And while we have all experienced the same loss, we're not experiencing
0: same it the same, same way thing. at all. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And so, just being mindful of that, but still being excited about where I'm at in my journey, and I'm, and still shouting my joys from the rooftop, and still expressing gratitude for where I'm at, and also not carrying guilt for where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to feel guilty about getting pregnant. Right. I don't want to feel guilty about this is what my I always say to women, I, I really look forward to making it to the other side, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And so this is what my other side looks like. And I don't want to feel guilty for that. and So I'm not going to take on any guilt for that as well. And I think that's hard sometimes for women who have conceived and are still mindful of, like you were saying, women who have not. Yeah. And I mean, like I think about my journey now. And people are probably wondering why is she even still talking about miscarriage? She's pregnant now. It never goes um, away. It never goes away. I will always talk about miscarriage. Um, (laughs) yeah, because it's a part of my life. And I think that the women who experience it are important, deserve to be, I think that this, it deserves to be talked about. And just because I, I'm pregnant, or you know, we'll have a rainbow baby. You know, everything going right. Yeah, we'll have a rainbow baby. I don't think I'll ever stop talking about miscarriage, and so I think it's for me longest answer ever. Sorry, no,
0: Alex. No, it's
1: About you? No, it, it's, it's fine.
0: About,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's about honoring my my journey, and speaking my truths, and not taking on any guilt, but expressing all the joy. And being mindful of where other women are in their journey mm-hmm. and just kind of remembering when I was there and how I felt and what I did and did not want to hear. Just trying to stay as true to that as possible. And, you know, like you said, we're going to say things or maybe overstep boundaries here and there. Because, how can you not when these experiences are so unique, you know? Right. Sometimes I think I'm checking in on you
0: too much. And I'm no. like, you need to leave her alone. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm telling you now, I <laughs> to love leave it. Her alone. <laughs> and sometimes you'll check in when I'm about to check in with you. And I'm about to be like, hey, XYZ happened today, or baby's heart rate was this today. And I don't, like, it just, it's so funny. I'm an open book and I am learning how. That yes, being an open book has helped so many people. It's helped me, right? But there Mm -hmm. are little things that I would, I'm never gonna tell certain people. Sure. And just being able to share this experience with you and see your journey and read your words and read your journey, it gives, it gave me hope. And the fact that you embraced me and I, when I reached out to you about, being pregnant and it was early it was early on mm-hmm. you just immediately made me feel comfortable and wanted and warm and that just it just made me happy to have someone who's been in my shoes who I could talk to about it and you know it was it, it's hard to explain I'm trying to put it into words but it's I don't have any friends who've who've really gone through what I've gone through there's a couple but like you said a lot of people don't really actively talk about it Mm -hmm. and when you find people who are willing to talk about it and who are willing to love you through it it's a it's a blessing so I just want to thank you for you know checking in and just being just being warm to me and um understanding (laughs) you know I appreciate you
1: and I'm so honored (laughs) that you reached out to me and I think it's Not that we all need validation, but it feels good. It's validating to know that that's exactly why I speak about what has happened to us. Yeah, Because I think that every woman who's experiencing this deserves to have a fairy godmother, the TTC fairy (laughs) godmother, or a miscarriage fairy godmother, or someone who's been there in your shoes and who understands what you're going through and is unafraid to be there for you. And so it's it's so nice to hear you say that and thank you and I couldn't be more over the moon for your <laughs> for your pregnancy and your experience and it's so hard for me to not be like shout it from the roof. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> and and in um, a day day at a time, day at a right, time. Right. Yeah. And
1: that's what you said I want to honor your experience. I just want to be here and be here for it. And I check myself with boundaries all the time, just like we're checking other people with boundaries right. all the time. <laughs> right. So, thank you for letting me be part of it. And thank you for including me in this conversation. I, I'm i just grateful. Thank you.
0: Oh, you're welcome. And thank you. Before we go, please let our listeners know this was a great conversation, by the way, where they can find you online and on the gram and on Twitter and on all the internet places. Sure. I'm really easy to
1: find. Everything is Happy Truths. And that's H-A-L-F-I-E Truths, T-R-U-T-H-S. And so that's Instagram. My blog is HappyTruths.com. Facebook, Twitter, it's all Happy Truths. So I'm relatively easy to find and I hope you come find me
0: Stock me like
1: stock you back
0: and <laughs> all that good stuff wonderful okay kenya thank you thanks alex hey girl is a member of the district productive network produced by jamie benson and me alex l music provided by dc's own kokai